The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki Season 2. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. You are listening to Habs and Minded. Brought to you by HabsEyesOnThePrize.com. I do want to talk a little bit, and you mentioned this a little bit off the top as well, um, about the, uh, the 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 social justice initiatives by by the NHL. And, you know, you wrote an article asking what would happen. You know, it, it started with these solidarity circles that were kind of awkward and not really explained very well in the exhibition games. To as soon as Matt Dumba walked out in Edmonton, I feel like everything kind of changed. And his speech was amazing. And the having Malcolm Subban and Darnell Nurse next to him when he took a knee, that was powerful. And it was the kind of moment that was like, okay. And then, you know, eventually more things started to happen. Dallas and, and Vegas uh, having four players kneel as well. And I, I feel like it started off as this kind of we skate for black lives, kind of like an abstract kind of, okay, we're trying to do something. But as soon as he stepped out on the ice and, and Dumba made that speech, I feel like it, it kind of shifted a little bit. I think since you're right, I think since Matt Dumba stepped out on the ice and had the speech and started lifting his fist I feel as if the gestures are starting to be a little bit more the word I'm trying to think of is there there before they were kind of seeing these circles and and people linking arms and it was not clear what these gestures were and there were people who were left to interpret them for whatever like uh, Jim Houston was even saying these are for for frontline workers and it may very well be Consider for those people, it's just that if you're going out here to do these gestures, it does. it's not right to just kind of have them cover everybody. You know, if you're going to do it right and, and do something in the name of racial injustice, uh, you have to go out there and, and, and ensure that you are doing that justice. What I've also been really impressed with is how initiatives like Black, uh, Black Girl Hockey Club and other members of the media have been spending a lot of time and attention on this topic. And you're seeing media members now ask players about the gestures that they're doing and and why they're doing it or or whether or not it's something that they're going to think about doing. Um, I, I, I think that's great. And I think there's, there's still a lot of work that needs to be done on that front. But I think the fact that it has actually become a storyline during the NHL playoffs and not just a one-off thing that only a few people care about and, you know, 
kind of just dust it to the side. That comforts me a little bit. But again, I still feel there is a lot that needs to be done. And I, I just kind of want to step on the soapbox for a second, just because like I feel as if a lot of people have it a little twisted with the concept of, of Black Lives Matter. And I understand that there were people who mobilized and created essentially like a, a an organization around a, a, a around three words, around a movement they were trying to uplift. And a lot of people, for some reason, have just been so dead set on trying to go against the organization. And it, it like I've I've seen it in comments. I've have had some emails, not like an overwhelming amount of emails, but I've had like two that I can think of in the last day or so where someone is in my inbox saying, "Well, hey, you know, you should you should you should learn about your facts about Black Lives Matter and what it stands for." And no disrespect to those people, whether in our comments or in our inboxes, who want to try to talk to me about the research I should be doing about Black Lives Matter and all that. But I'm black, okay? I, I, I've been black for over 26 years of my life. I know what it's like, okay? And while I appreciate the fact that there is a growing movement to have Black lives matter and to have people make sure that we prioritize that, my black life goes beyond an organization or whatever was written in whatever mandate it was to while they were trying to mobilize people to protest in different streets, you know? Uh, so I do take some offense to people who have seen these solidarity gestures, whether or not the NHL has tried to, you know, they tried to escape for black lives. They've, they've tried very hard to not say black lives matter. In fact, I saw a tweet a couple of minutes ago uh, where uh, they were, they were, uh, they put up a little quote from Ryan Reeves where he mentioned what the protest was about and they used the hashtag Black Lives Matter. But otherwise, it's not often you're going to see the league themselves in the imagery that they have use that hashtag. But let's be real here. Okay. Like when people go out here saying Black Lives Matter, you know, don't think of it as just, Oh, this is for this organization with these people who have Marxist beliefs. Think of people in your life who are persons of color, not even just black people, persons of color who have endured racism and have endured racial injustice for whatever reason, no matter how small. I'm not going to sit here and act as if I've gone through an, um, like, like, I mean, everyone's experience with race and racism is different, you know? So just consider that. I, that's that's what I'd say to all those people who are trying to be naysayers and detractors over this whole thing. Just because I don't know, I just think it's just it's so it's so short sighted for these people to to kind of see Black Lives Matter and try to respond by essentially just doing an excuse and say like, hey, you know what, man? Like this organization, you know, I'm not sure about them and all that. Like, no, this this is not at all what this is about. This is simply about people pointing out the fact that there is racial intolerance and injustice, not just in America, but in Canada and all over the world, and people want to put a stop to it. And it's not even as if people are saying Black Lives Matter more than other people. It's just that they matter. 
So I definitely feel uh, like what the NHL, they started off saying, you know what, we're, we're trying to do these gestures. They're kind of, they're just kind of blanketed over everything. And now we're starting to see a bit more of a focus, but I don't think the NHL deserves all the credit right away because I still think they have a lot of work that needs to be done beyond these gestures. And I'm interested to write that as well. Like the gestures we're seeing now, like it's great that we have that. It's great that players are going out of their way to lift fists or kneel or anything like that. But, and this sounds very weird to say, you, you need more Tyler Sagan's out there. You need more white people who understand that it takes more than just, you know, kneeling or, or you know, going out and, and, and protesting. You know, if you feel comfortable doing so in this time, that, that also goes a long way. But also contrib- do like a, what Patrice Bergeron did and, and give money to an N- NAACP chapter and also to a multi-ethnic center in, in Quebec. Uh, go along the I know Jonathan Taze is, has not made focus over the past few days because of the game, but he at least expressed himself in a way where he was trying to to learn and, and be different. He had the conversation with Kevin Weeks. There are steps that still need to be done. Yeah, absolutely. I think people who get mad at people who say Black Lives Matter are basically just avoiding the uncomfortable nature of what it means to be a person of color and what is happening to people of color. It's like saying, you know, I agree with, you know, I'm against racism and but I don't like Black Lives Matter. It's it's kind of a way to yeah, change the, the goalposts, right? And say it's easier to argue against a hashtag than it is to argue that there's no racism or that uh, there shouldn't be any changes to our systems that are that that have you know that that have racism in them and that are you know it's it's kind of like people who say. Uh, yeah. They don't like the term white privilege, e- even though when you say, you know, me as a white person can not worry about where I walk or where I drive or anything like that, because even if I do get pulled over and I did nothing wrong, I don't have to worry about what uh, a police officer or somebody in power will will react to me or, or, or be scared of me or, or whatever have you. And and I think that it's 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 that that we need to you know it's just a easy way out of having these tough conversations, and, and I think that you know yes it's it I don't want to say it's catchy but it's it's an easy hashtag to promote and to show support and things like that, but it's it's a lot more than that. And if you don't like the hashtag. There's a lot of other ways you can get involved to the conversation, and and I think that just arguing about the hashtag and those three words, it it in the long run those three words don't matter as much as what is happening and having these discussions, and you know if the NHL doesn't want to promote Black Lives Matter as as a saying, it doesn't matter as long as they do other things to show that Black Lives do matter. Oh, and you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll respond to that, actually. I think it does matter that the uh, that the National Hockey League says Black Lives Matter. And I'll say this, because 
even before, and I wrote about this too, even before uh, George Floyd was unjustly killed by a police officer in Minnesota, the National Hockey League had a problem with race. They had the problem with Hakeem Alou. They Months later, they, they had the issue with Ke'Andre Miller. Joel Ward won a playoff series for the Washington Capitals and was subsequently threatened with racial taunts. And I'm sure if you go talk to other players like an Evander Kane, if you talk to a guy like P.K. Subban, I'm sure uh, earlier this calendar year, Bakonji Imana in an, in an AHL game was called a racial slur by Brandon Manning, and Brandon Manning of the uh, the Bakersfield Condors was suspended for five games. You can go all the way back to to the days of, of Herb Carnegie in like the early 20th century, where the Toronto Maple Leafs probably would have loved to have a player like Herb Carnegie if he wasn't black. The thing is that Wayne Simmons, another guy who's had racial taunts thrown again, the league, even if black players are minorities, the black players in this league have gone through enough racial enough racism where it's a problem and and no and you know any little bit of racism is too much racism so for the league to go out of its way to say black lives matter it would be a huge thing for them because at the end of the day when it comes to racism and intolerance you know the people who are from marginalized communities the people who are affected by it you know, they're going to go out and they're going to fight and they're going to try to find a way to make change. But but fortunately, unfortunately, however you want to see it, the people in positions of power are predominantly white people. And those people are the ones who need to step up and say, hey, Black Lives Matter, we need to change something on. And again, I'm going to bring him up again, Tyler Seggins. You need Tyler Seggins. You need Jonathan Taze. There was a there was like an ESPN article. I only saw the headline for it. But like, if we find a point where Gary Bettman is realizing that there's a diversity problem in the in the National Hockey League office, you need people like that to acknowledge there is a problem and something needs to be done. And those people who have influence and power should talk to people in power to see something gets done. Ultimately, it's those people who will actually be able to make a change. So that all that to say. That while there are more gestures that need to be done beyond a saying, beyond kneeling, beyond a solidarity gesture, the bar has been set so low for the NHL because of the fact that they have so many white players and because of the fact that they have a lot of people who don't want to get involved in, in politics and stuff like that. So much so that if anyone in the league does anything it's noteworthy and you're like whoa you're woke or whoa you 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 seem like you genuinely care and you want to do something so i think the nhl if they were in a position where they could say black lives matter that is something that is huge right like like nascar nascar a couple weeks ago sorry i'm 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 kind of going off here nascar like the whitest sport no just it's the whitest sport it's like one black driver in bubba wallace even before the instance with the news, the NASCAR said, okay, we're getting rid of the Confederate flag at our races 
and we're going to do everything to get rid of race in our game. And we're going to do our part to show that we are on the good side here. NASCAR. You know what I'm saying? Like, hockey's a white sport. Let's be real, Jared. Hockey's a white-ass sport. NASCAR, bro. It's like deep south cars turning left, all that. Like, the stereotypical hillbillies and all that. They said, you know what, man? We are not about racism. Did they actually say Black Lives Matter? They said Black Lives Matter. They let, yeah, they let Bubba Wallace drive. So how does it feel to see a sport that is so white Again, uh, it, uh, look, you can call me off, I'm wrong. It's a white-ass sport. A lot of white people love it. A lot of white people in the South love it. But how does that look? A sport like NASCAR, not only do they say, all right, cool, Black Lives Matter, we're going to be proactive about the racism that is in our league, in our sport, and we're going to try everything that we can to eradicate it from our ranks, but the NHL doesn't do it. It's extremely important for them to go on the side and say, hey, yo, Black Lives Matter. Like, and people might say it's pandering, but like, do you really want to look like that league that doesn't say Black Lives Matter when NASCAR not only does it, but was at the forefront of this thing? Like, 2020 has been a weird year, but I did not expect NASCAR being woke to pop up in my bingo card for 2020. So it's it, 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 for the NHL to step up and say Black Lives Matter. Before game one of Pittsburgh, and Montreal, they had a video that played in Toronto that said it was narrated by, uh, I believe it was narrated by some of the players in the Hockey Diversity Alliance, where it actually said Black Lives Matter and showed yeah. Black Lives Matter signs. So they they have been showing some of the signs, but I think, and I think that some of their hashtags as well, especially when um, Matt Dumba kneeled, had, had Black Lives Matter. So it's not consistent. They did this to themselves. They did this to themselves, essentially. Like, if they came out from Jump Street and said it, no one would be nitpicking, yeah. oh, they said it here, they said it there, they said it there. If they just said it from the beginning, then everyone would have been like, all right, cool, They're, they they made their intentions known. But now we're at a point where we're starting to see it, like, oh, wow, they put out a tweet that has it. Like, that's a big deal. Like, they should have done this from the beginning. Yeah, anyway. absolutely, and I think that you know it's. I don't know if you watch Formula One, but I watch Formula One, and they they have like these end racism shirts that all the yes. drivers wear uh, before each race, and they have one black driver who is Lewis Hamilton, and his shirt, his shirt has the end racism, but he on the other side has Black Lives Matter on it. And he wears it kind of uh, around. So the end racism is on the back and on the front says Black Lives Matter. Not one other driver. So he just, not one other driver has that. They don't use the messaging at all as all they have a hashtag that we, we race as one. And it just strikes me like it's such a, it's such a bad look when like it, it, it's been four races now. One of those guys can go up to Lewis and be like, hey, the, the first one, okay, whatever. You know, if he made his own shirt, whatever. But by race four, if he like, if he's still the only one wearing Black Lives Matter on his T-shirt, uh, and the other ones don't. But yeah, I, I feel obviously actions are important. But I, I do agree that messaging is important, especially in this case, because it is there is such a discrepancy in, in terms of what we what we see and and what we hear. And I think that 
it's a good thing that we're having these conversations and I'm so happy that we have something past those those silly little solidarity circles because that was um that was weird and, and conflicted and like you said the messaging was not clear is it for frontline workers is it for racial injustice what what, what is going on here so i i think that yes that definitely there, there's a lot of conversations that need to be had and are, are being had and i i do think that it's time that we you know talk to a lot of different people and not just talk to the members of the Hockey Diversity Alliance or people of color and, and start talking to not, not even just the t- Taylor Sagan, but people like him. Robin Leonard spoke about it as well. Uh, Alexander Georgiev uh, of the Rangers uh, has Martin Luther King on his mask. And, and people asked him about that, and he's been talking about that as well. I, I think these are conversations that, that need to be had. And I, I know that it's it's going to make people uncomfortable. It, you know, it, it when... It makes you, it makes me, I'm not going to speak for it. It makes me, it made me think about what I do. And I don't, I don't think I've ever done anything that, that I, you know, I've never, you know, the, the thing about prejudice and things like that is that you don't really think about it, right? It's not, it's not always conscious. And it made me think about how, you know, not being racist is not enough, right? You have to speak out against racism. And, and, and I think that what this has done, um, at least from my perspective, as you know, somebody who is is white, and I, I feel like it's made me consider that it's not enough to just not be racist. And, and I think a lot of white people felt that way. And I think what they're seeing now, and why this kind of groundswell of support, and and why you saw all these rallies and and protests, and people of all different races showing up, is that people are like. No, this is not right. This has been going on for way too long. You know, you watch movies like uh, Selma and documentaries about John Lewis, uh, who just passed away, and you realize that this has been going on for a long time, and sadly, not much has changed. The talking points are similar, and you know, it's it's um, it's been a wake up call, I think. For, for a lot of people. And I think that it's important that we have these conversations. And because sports, there's going to be a lot of people who say stick to sports. But sports is a lot of the, where a lot of people get their culture and get their look at the outside. And I think for these leagues stepping up to any degree, and yes, they can do a lot more. I'm not saying the NHL has been doing a great job because let's face it, they haven't. They've been doing an okay job. They've been done some good things, but I don't think that, we, you know, like you said, we, we shouldn't be giving them credit for doing what pretty much amounts to the, the bare minimum at this point. But I feel like it's at least opened up these conversations and to have Tyler Sagan talk about it, to have Robin Lehner talk about not only why he kneeled, but talk about his past and having Trump on his mask and, and talking about his... um his political views and things like that. I feel like that people look up to athletes. Mm-hmm. People look up to athletes for better or for worse. You know, should they? Probably not. But there's a lot of people who do. And I feel like seeing them have these conversations and asking Jonathan Taves about racism is important. And, you know, hockey might not be as mainstream as other sports are, especially in the United States. But um, I think that there's 
it, it started the conversation. I think that's important. And listen, we're we're talking about this on this podcast. Um, and I think that you know it, it's it's important conversations to have. And I think that it's it's something that needs to be talked about because I feel like what happened from the '60s and once things started getting, I'm using you know not as bad as they were is that people were just like, yeah, it's okay. We have laws now, you know, black people have rights and there's no issue anymore. And and I feel like we kind of ignored it for, for too long because although talking about it is new, what's causing it is not new. I mean, black lives matter started what five years ago. Yeah. Right. It it started, started in um, Missouri. Right. I mean, that's like one particular movement, but like, since like the the era of of of, of the Jim, the Jim Crow era, the civil rights movement, like there have been movements to uplift black people for decades, you know, and 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 even if there wasn't some form of 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 that of where it was at a point where we kind of see it as like a movement, but when people were trying to free themselves from slavery, that was still people mobilizing to to make that work. Like this is something that has been going on for centuries, right? Like Black Lives Matter isn't just this new like the idea of black people mobilizing to come together to have people understand that like we matter, we're human beings, and we deserve to be treated as equally as everybody else. That's not something that is like a new concept that popped up like five years ago. This is something through different forms that has happened for centuries. You know what I'm saying? So like it, 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 yeah. I, I don't know. What I meant to say when I said Black Lives Matter, star, I meant the actual hashtag. To like refute what you're saying or, or make you seem dumb, it's just like it's again to those same people who 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 shoot back at Black Lives Matter and try to make it a whole thing where it's like, oh well, it's I'm not sure about this organization. Like this is a part of something that has been like in the not in the works, but this is something that's been a thing for longer than just five years ago but yes like the 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 black lives matter movement is something that happened specifically the specific movement is something that has been happening relatively recently like over five years essentially yeah the the what i'm talking about is the micro the death of michael brown in in ferguson missouri that was in 2014 so six years almost exactly six years ago it was in august uh, of 2014 so pretty much six years ago and it went away for a while, right? We stopped having those conversations and then they started up again. And in between, there's been a lot of black people who have been killed yeah. by police. It's crazy that it was allowed to exist under the radar for so long. And it's, it's one of those things where it's, it's now so ingrained in people's minds and like like Matt Dumba said, racism is a man-made creation. Nobody is born racist. Nobody is is born racist. And, and you know, there it's just one of those things. Where on paper, and I see a lot of people saying like, "Oh, you know, they, you know, America is the land of the free, and every all men are created equal." That's been BS since the day it was written on paper. And and it's just it, we need to have these conversations and listen and engage ourselves and educate ourselves. I mean, I, I saw something earlier today 
um, on, uh, on, on TV where 48% of Americans did not know or had very little knowledge of Juneteenth before it became, um, you know, talked about more. And me being Canadian, obviously, there's a lot of things in American history that I don't know because it's not, but I, I didn't know about it. And I'll, I'll admit it. And, and there's so much like that. And I feel like it's, it's just how have we gone this far where, you know, John Lewis literally worked his whole life for, for this. And, and there's been a lot of improvements, but we're still having these conversations and it's, it's 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 good that we're having these conversations, but at the same time, it's it's kind of unfathomable that it's been this long, and we're still having the, the same conversations because nothing has really changed. And it, it's good to see it. I don't want to use the term mainstream, but it, it's it's necessary, right? It's necessary to have these pop culture influences or influencers talking about it, and, and I think that that maybe is a way to to get it started and you know every 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 corporation every sports league every person with a platform has a responsibility and it, it's not just about asking the hockey diversity alliance to talk about racism it, it's time for other people to take that mantle and talk about it. it it's not up for it's not up to bubba wallace to talk about racism in nascar it's up to other people to start talking about it and taking uh, taking action. I just wanted to say, this is kind of like the, one of the last things I want to say on this topic. Like you brought up Juneteenth about how not too many percentage of Americans knew Juneteenth was a thing. And I'm curious how many Canadians knew Emancipation Day was ever a thing. Because we just were, were a couple of days out from that, from the British Empire, August 1st. Mm-hmm. You know, that like because of what's been going on, we're we're putting more of an attention on 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 days like Juneteenth, and now we're putting an emphasis on Emancipation Day. And a mul- and and the ultimate point I just want to make is is that now we're in a position where people not only need to speak up about the racism that we are that we see so often go on in America, and we like to go off on what happens in America. But a lot of people need to come to grips with the fact that racism happens here in, in, in Canada. And it's not, it's not something that Absolutely. should be swept under the rug. And considering where most of the NHL players come from, for those players to, to acknowledge that it happens, that is a, that's a big deal. Like Matt Dumba acknowledged that, you know, he kneeled during the U.S. anthem but one of his biggest regrets was not doing it during the Canadian anthem. And, you know, as, as uncomfortable as talking about races in this country, if you want to make, if you want to make a white Canadian uncomfortable, talk to them about the fact that our country mistreats indigenous people so badly on top of the black people and other persons of color here. You know what I'm saying? Like it, 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 it's, it's a problem. It's, it's something that happens here. And, and, I, and I hope through this, like people in Canada, especially like, like persons of color in Canada, keep, keep hammering it in that it's Black Lives Matter is not just a solely American thing. You know, it, it's something that, and a lot of Americans like don't realize this either, but like it's something that 
you know, Canada is not immune to the racism talk in this instance and people, uh, especially hockey players, especially white hockey players from Canada who come from communities where, I mean, let's face it, all over Canada, there's, there's where you can find racism happening. It's important for them to, to realize that this is something that happens and they themselves are not immune. Well, absolutely not. I mean, just think about how many junior hockey games have had incidents with bananas mm-hmm. or thrown on the ice. Right? I, I can think of at least a handful in the last ten years. Um, maybe a little bit more than that. But I, you know, you hear about them and they they exist. There's, um, you know, semi pro leagues in Quebec that have had issues with racism um, that that we hear about in, in Quebec. And to, to further your point about, you know, knowing about Emancipation Day, and to be honest, I didn't realize it until Ron McLean mentioned it on the air uh, right before game one. But residential schools, right? How, you know, there's probably a lot of Canadians who don't understand or have heard about residential schools but don't know what the extent of what what happened to those communities. And, yeah, it's it's definitely conversations that Canadians have to have. And where we you know whereas the the nhl has that responsibility because of that and and yes you know a lot of the nhl's dollars come from the united states but they have a status in canada that is akin to you know i don't even want to say major league baseball because major league baseball is 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 not the number Mm -hmm. one sport in the u.s but the nfl as an example uh you know, they have that that platform in Canada that no other sports league has. So in that in that aspect, they definitely have a responsibility to take um, to take action because there's a lot of kids in yep. Canada who just watch hockey and who are the NHL is is their number one sport, and they don't watch NASCAR or Major League Baseball or the NBA. Although in Canada, that's changing a lot. <laughs> Changing a lot, and they're, 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 the NBA is definitely taking that regard, um, and you know they're definitely getting the, the some attention in Canada because obviously of the Raptors, but but there's a lot of other aspects. There's a lot of Canadians in the NBA as well, but yeah, the, the NHL has a responsibility not just on a global scale because obviously there's players. Yeah, it's probably one of the more international leagues uh, in terms of you know the NBA is close as well, obviously, but you know Major League Baseball you know, has more of the, you know, South America, Caribbean, um, not much in Europe, uh, whereas hockey is the opposite, right? They have, they have a, a lot of Europeans and stuff like that. So it's it's different, but that's why each league has to do it because they each have a different base of, of which to grab onto and influence. And, and yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel like other than, than soccer, I, I want to say that hockey's probably had the most race, racist incidents uh, of any of the other sports. And um, maybe a lot of that is because there are so few people of color in hockey that when one is on the ice, they get targeted more, right? It, you know, you're watching an NFL game and, you know, let's say, or a baseball game, or, or you know, and people, there's, you know, seven or eight people of color on the field at once, you're probably not going to be racially taunting people. It does happen. I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but, but I feel like that the, the, these people of color who made it to the NHL 
have been so alone, and you mentioned this before, that no one is immune. You ask any person of color in the NHL, and I guarantee you they have more mm-hmm. horror stories than you and I can can come up with in terms of just what they have to deal with. And I think that's a major part of why they, they do have that conversation, why you know why Matt Dumba's speech was was so important, and why these conversations are so important, and why it just can't be a circle of solidarity for whatever kind of buzzword they want to use. Um, and, and performance has to go deeper than that, and I, I think that's that's really important. And um, yeah, Canada definitely has its own um, troubles. You know, we, we live in Montreal, and Montreal alone has had its share of, mm-hmm. of uh, police incidents. Uh, based on race, um, so you know there, there's a lot of things that we have to look at as, as a society, and you know, like I said before, for better or worse, sports is a part of that society. The Montreal Canadiens have a lot of power in Quebec in terms of its messaging and brand, and they've been do- they've been doing some things, and uh, Jeff Molson has spoken out about it and, and things like that. But that it's it's important, and it, it's. You know, you can talk about how these are sports teams or these are businesses, and you know they don't need to get involved. But from from a just a uh, ethical standpoint, they do because not taking a stand against against racism is is not helping. And I feel like that's 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 the one thing that I personally can take away from this is that not doing anything is not enough. It's not enough to just not be racist. And you have to acknowledge it and have these conversations. And I think that that's, that's important. And whether you want to attach a hashtag to it or you have a problem with the, the three words, Black Lives Matter or not, is distracting from the point and not mm-hmm. acknowledging what those words mean. And, and I think that that's, that's maybe the next part of this conversation that we have to have and, and kind of go beyond these buzzwords. Um, but it, it's a start to it and that's an easy way to kind of encapsulate, encapsulate it. But yeah, pe- people who get upset at those three words are just ignoring the, the bigger issue and are, are avoiding it. And, and I think that's, that's clear. It, it's, it's just, um, it, it's what's happening. And, and, we we live in a in a divisive world. We live in a, a world of ones and zeros, and when you live in a world of ones and zeros, there's very little room for decimal points. And I think that that's um, a product of of this the world we live in, and politics has, has taken that turn, uh, both in Canada and the United States. Again, I don't want to uh, seem like I'm I'm accusing one uh, or the other, but. Yeah, I, I think it's just very necessary to to have these conversations, and the NHL does have a responsibility. Whether you think that you stick to sports or whether this podcast is stick to sports uh, doesn't matter because it sports is a part of society, and society needs to have these conversations. And that that's just the bottom line. Uh, you know, a lot of people say stick to sports when it when someone says something that makes them uncomfortable. And mm-hmm. I think the best way yeah. to, to you know to look at that is when the, the whole Drew Brees thing, right? When when he first said that uh, kneeling is bad, they they were championing his words. Uh, as soon as he said I was wrong, and 
I misunderstood the situation. They're like, maybe he should just stick to sports. You know, if, if somebody says something you agree with, you don't care that they stick to sports or stick to politics or whatever. It's as soon as they say something that you're uncomfortable with. Yeah. And I feel like that's, that's, we have to make people uncomfortable. That That's, we have to, because otherwise it, it just doesn't, you know, I, I have this, I don't want to, I don't want to doubt, but basically if, if people of color don't stand up and fight for themselves in society or what have you, who is going to do it for them? And so when you say stick to sports, it's about more than sports. And these are people are human beings and they live in a society. They're not just athletes. They don't just show up to a gym and go home and that's it. I mean, maybe now in the bubbles they do, but in the grand scheme of things, they live as normal people and deal with society. And so, yeah, I think we need to have these uncomfortable conversations and it's not easy. That's what makes them uncomfortable, but we have to have them. And, and that's just um, how we move forward. Right. We, we, we shouldn't be afraid of learning. Learning should not be, we shouldn't be scared of what we don't know. We should embrace it and learn from it and improve. That's how we got to where we are as a society in terms of just developing technology and things like that. So yeah, that's, I think that's where we'll, uh, we'll end this, uh, this special episode and, and, and go from there and, you know, it's not often we get to talk about this, but I think it's important to do it. I agree. I think doing a disservice to you'd be doing a disservice to a lot of people uh, who watch the NHL, uh, who watch the Montreal Canadiens, if we didn't uh, address this in some way. And I think depending on how this this series goes between Montreal and Pittsburgh. Uh, maybe for another episode or something else, it's worth looking at how those, these two teams in terms of whether they've placed themselves with, with all the gestures, I find they've been kind of pushed to the side. They haven't necessarily really had any of the, the, um, the kneeling and all that going on, but I think that's for a completely different discussion. But I just think the fact that we've been able to spend more than half of our time on a podcast discussing the NHL's role in, in Black Lives Matter and, and dealing with social justice and racial intolerance, I think we're doing a, we're doing a service to to the people who listen to this podcast and realize these things happen. And I know that the people there are, even though there are a few people who may think, "Hey, you know what? Black Lives Matter. I don't get it, and all that." There are just as many, if not more, people who understand that what we're doing is is right. So. We, we tend to kind of vocal we tend we tend to kind of give point the microphone in the voice of the vocal minority when there are still quite a few people who understand what's going on and understand that people need to kind of stand up and fight against racism so uh Julian thank you for for joining me and, and talking about this and um like you said you know it, maybe we should have more of these conversations I think we should black lives matter Black Lives Matter.